course, you wouldn't want several of your past girlfriends working for you all at the same time. That's, That's a- terrifying. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, welcome back. You're tuned into Traffic Jam, the show that teaches you how to build and grow a profitable audience for your website. Now, I'm super excited you could join me on today's episode number 17 because in the hot seat today is a very fiery entrepreneur who in just 11 short months has built from nothing the number one ranking business podcast on iTunes. Now, the stats for this podcast are quite phenomenal. It has received to date 3 million downloads and that number grows at a whopping rate of 350,000 downloads per month. Now, when you consider that my guest podcast at the time of recording this is only 11 months or so old, the fact that it now has probably the largest audience of any business podcast on the planet is simply amazing. Now, I, of course, am going to be pulling back the studio doors of this podcast to see how a successful podcast like this is built from scratch at such a phenomenal rate. Trafficjamcast.com. Now, of course, in addition to the guest interview today, we have the regular segments. They're the same every week. We have the one minute traffic tip. We have this week's news in traffic. And of course, we have the Traffic Jam Jam to play out the show. Now, the jam is, of course, chosen by my guest today. However, the artist who performs this track is someone that I personally have gotten to meet. We hung out probably in 2000, 2001 for a whole day when we were both photographing the same wedding. Now, I'm not sure if that gives you any clues as to who the artist is. However, they are also a talented photographer as well as being a very talented performer as well. So I don't know. Does it give you any clues? Stick around till the end of the show to hear this week's jam. But coming right up now is a guest that I'm super excited to have on the show. It's John Dumas from the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, a daily podcast show where John interviews successful entrepreneurs about their journey. Now, I'll be sharing my journey as a guest on John's show very soon. But today, John shares his journey to the number one rank on iTunes in this week's interview. Okay, so this is Traffic Jam episode number 17 and joining me on today's show is John Dumas from entrepreneuronfire.com. John, 300 episodes, 3 million downloads, 145 countries. Have you been surprised about the amount of exposure the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast has achieved in less than a year? Absolutely. We are, as we speak, at the 11th month mark, James, and it has really blown me away on a lot of levels as to how podcasting has taken off in general and specifically the traffic that has just driven myself and my brand. Yeah, well, those numbers are pretty impressive. I was, I was doing some calculations. I don't know if you're a numbers man before this interview, but I worked <laughs> out you'd actually created somewhere near 147 years worth of spoken conversation when you factor in the amount of downloads you've had and the amount of episodes that's a whole lot of content it's it's pretty phenomenal number 
Wow, that's really interesting. I would love to be able to use that data on my podcast because I'm really impressed by that. Yeah, phenomenal. I'll share with the numbers with you. You can pick holes in my maths as well, just to make sure I've got the numbers <laughs> <doubt> correct. <laughs> but John, what's been the payoff for you? I mean, what's the business model behind Entrepreneur on Fire? So the business model, James, behind Entrepreneur on Fire is very straightforward. It is to build a massive audience. And I knew without a doubt that if I could build a massive audience, if I could generate massive traffic to my site, to my podcast, to my brand on a daily basis, then monetization streams were going to open up all over the place. And that has definitely been the case. Um, Entrepreneur on Fire has allowed me to really open up diverse and multiple income streams. So it's been a very healthy business as well because my business model was from day one to leverage the audiences of the massive and great and inspiring and, and successful entrepreneurs that I interview on a, on a daily basis. So was there a plan from day one or did you kind of let that audience build to the point of critical mass and then assess really what your monetization was going to be? Really the latter, because I knew that my audience was going to tell me what they were suffering, what their pain points were, what they were struggling with in life. And then that was going to give me the key to the products and the services that I could create to solve those pain points for them. So until I grew that audience, I didn't want to spend a lot of time creating something that maybe nobody wanted. It really points back to one of my prior guests Eric Reese and the Lean Startup Method, where mm. you really just want to create that minimally viable product. Like, don't spend much time, don't spend much energy on it because you don't really know what your target market wants until you get out there and you're being exposed to them. So, until I was exposed to my audience, until I had an audience to be exposed to, I had no idea what they wanted. So, I wanted to wait until that critical mass happened. Mm. And I guess now at 300 episodes, you've had plenty of feedback loops, haven't you, to determine exactly what would be a viable monetization model that would also benefit that of your listeners too. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the monetization now? Now, from an outside looking in, and I'm a listener to Entrepreneur on Fire, sure. you have sponsorship on the show. What else is going on behind the scenes, if anything? So sponsorships is definitely a major revenue. That's a five-figure income source for Entrepreneur on Fire on a monthly basis. We have six sponsors, each of which um, I have two maximum sponsors per episode, each of which pay $400 per episode to sponsor Entrepreneur on Fire. So that's a total generation of $800 per episode when I do have those two sponsors. And that's been very steady going forward. All of my sponsors from Q2 and Q3 are continuing to move forward into Q4. So they're seeing results. Uh, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire, the listeners are really resonating with the sponsors that I have. So that's been a great model. Another one, James, came directly from what we talked about of listening to your audience. Once you do have that audience, what are they telling you? And a consistent theme that was coming back to me time and time again was, John, I am an entrepreneur, but I have no like-minded entrepreneurs around me. I feel like I am all alone. I feel like I have no support, nobody to give me feedback, nobody to hold me accountable to what I need and want to do. I want to be part of a mastermind. I kept hearing that over and over again. So just a month and a half ago, almost two months now, I launched officially Fire Nation Elite 
which is a mastermind for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners who are looking to surround themselves with energetic, successful, energized entrepreneurs who are really looking to support each other to take all of our businesses within this mastermind to the next level. And that's turned out to be another phenomenal income stream because mm. it's $165 per month to be part of this mastermind. We're currently sitting at 82 members. So that's another five-figure income source per month recurring revenue, which is obviously a very nice business model. And we're very soon, probably within 15 to 30 days, going to be at 100 members, which is where we're going to cut it off for Fire Nation Elite because we've decided as a mastermind, that's the right number to number one, be powerful enough and large enough in numbers to really impact each other's businesses. But number two, not be so large where people within it are feeling overwhelmed and not really like they're able to form real relationships. So that's been a great experience, James. I'm involved with Fire Nation Elite every single day, like interacting with these entrepreneurs. And it's mm -hmm. been unbelievable and a great experience for me. Well, congratulations for that. I've heard very good things about it on the grapevine. But, oh, thank you. Uh, John, at this stage, let's wind back the clock a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how Entrepreneur on Fire got started less than or just around 11 months ago. It seems probably to you quite a distant past, doesn't it? Maybe <laughs> after 300 episodes, it seems a long time. But in, in actual time, it's, it's not too long ago. So what was the story? How did it all come about? Oh, it really does both seem like a long time ago and then like a blink ago at the same time. Because <laughs> at this time last year, James, I had not released my first podcast. I was still about a month away from releasing the first episode of Entrepreneur on Fire. And like with all entrepreneurs, we never really know what's going to happen when we launch that product, when we launch that service. And I had no idea. I mean, I at this point last year, I had about 20 or 30 interviews completed. But again, no idea if my kind of weird business model of a seven-day-a-week podcast was going to work. Because going back to your original question on, you know, how did it all begin? It all began pretty simply, to be honest with you. I mean, here I was in commercial real estate, a very corporate-type job, you know, wearing a suit to work every single day, driving to appointments, meeting with, you know, different people for different real estate transactions. But the common theme there was I was always in the car. I was commuting all the time to different appointments and wherever, and I was loving podcasts, and I listened to podcasts all the time. But I ran out of my favorite podcasts all the time because they would be produced once a week, once every two weeks, and they were great content, but just not enough quantity. So it was during one of those drives that I literally had my aha moment that, you know what, there must be other people out there like me, James, who drive mm -hmm. to work every day, that hit the gym and love consuming great content while they're at the gym. I would love personally a seven day a week podcast, and I'm sure there must be some other people out there who would as well. That's the day the idea was born, and I did nothing but just put my heart, soul, and all my energy into that idea since. Yeah. Well, one question you ask on your show, John, that I want to kind of spin back to you, if you like, is what was the biggest mistake or failure or obstacle that you had to overcome when getting started? Because you did start from scratch. You had no experience in podcasting when you launched the show. You must have been faced with some challenges early on. What were some of those? 
my biggest failure was truly my fear of launching. And, you know, this is something I can point to very directly because, you know, here I was, James. I had, quote unquote, given it all up. I mean, I had quit my job. I had poured all of my time for months into, you know, all of June, all of July. And here we were in mid-August. And I had poured these last two and a half months of just learning how to podcast, interviewing, all this stuff. And then, you know, I was having this fear of launch. I was supposed to launch August 15th and I bumped it back. And then I was supposed to launch September 1st and I bumped it back. And looking back on it, it's very easy for me to diagnose that I was terrified about launching and then it not being a success. Because if that mm. happens, then I left my very comfortable, very solid job. I had invested a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, you know, and very public with my family and friends of this venture that I was doing. So until as long as I hadn't yet launched, I couldn't fail. So I kept pushing that launch date back to September 15th. Finally, and lucky for me, I had a coach. I had a mentor who was able to hold my feet to the fire and say, John, I will fire you as a student, as a mentee, <laughs> unless you launch today, literally. And so I launched, and, and it was the best thing that I could have done. I wish that I had launched a month prior. It would have just accelerated the entire uh, process that I was going through. So that fear of launching is so prevalent for all entrepreneurs because until you launch, you really can't fail. It's only when you get it out there, and we're all terrified of that failure. But you know what? That's what it means to be an entrepreneur is to face that failure, to swallow that fear and go forward. And it wasn't a straight trajectory. I still faced a lot of roadblocks and a lot of obstacles after I launched, but I kept mm -hmm. tackling those head on. And then you're right, James, as we sit today in August of 2013, Entrepreneur on Fire is the number one ranked business podcast in all of iTunes. I've unseated the previously unseated Dave Ramsey. Uh, generating wow. over 350,000 unique downloads per month in over 145 countries, none of which would have happened if I had let my fears, which were taking over me, completely take over. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, as you said, it's one of those things that holds any entrepreneur or business person back is just getting stuff out there. But unless you get stuff out there, you haven't got anything at all, really, have you? So um, you have to overcome that fear if you want to stay in business. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty short-lived. Yeah. So tell me about the show. Now, one of the big differences, I guess, about Entrepreneur on Fire is the frequency at which you publish. You're a seven-day-a-week podcast. There's got to be some effort involved in building a show like that. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the process? Because I'm just sitting here thinking, well, I'm doing a once per week podcast and there's a lot of work involved in that. How on earth does John get out seven episodes per week? What's the trick? There's got to be some hidden away. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire is my full-time thing. I mean, it's all that I do. I'm 100% focused on the podcast first, and that's really where I pour my heart and my soul into. So there is a lot of time for me to devote to a venture like this, like a seven-day-a-week po podcast. That being said, I really have developed some schedules and some systems that have really worked well for me. For instance, James and I are talking here on a Monday. Today, I have eight more interviews, all four Entrepreneur on Fire. I batch my interviews on a one day a week, every single Monday, I do eight back-to-back -back interviews for Entrepreneur on Fire. 
it's a very long day, James, and it's emotionally mm-hmm. draining. You know, I have to really rev myself up for every single interview, and it's not that hard to do because the people who I'm talking to are so inspired and so successful, but it's not an easy day. But the beautiful thing about this batching is that there's really no way for me to kind of let things slip. It's like, bang, 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 bang. I just need to knock these eight out and be fully focused and on my game for one day, Monday. Then I wake up Tuesday morning, and my interviews for the week are done. All I need to do now is focus on the other aspects of Entrepreneur on Fire, running my masterminds, dealing with sponsors, continuing to grow my brand, be interviewed on other shows like yours to continue to promote entrepreneurs in general and what we're doing, both you and I, James, in this world, which is you know something that literally did not exist 20, 25 years ago. There's yeah. this whole new crop of people like yourself, like me, who can now truly pursue our path and be authority figures in the world of entrepreneurship and continue to motivate and inspire others. And do you have a team around you, John? I mean, this is this is a, a one-man show or is there people in the background also supporting you with the production of Entrepreneur on Fire? I'm a big believer in teams and I think as soon as anybody can afford to bring on a team, it's really important to. I mean, You want to do it very slowly because you have to have the right people. But as soon as you can, you really want to start looking to make those hires and to bring those people on so you can continue to leverage your time and your abilities within your organization. So for me, I have one at this time full-time virtual assistant. She's based out of the Philippines. She works 40 hours a week. She does a ton of the stuff that I now do not have to do. She takes it off my plate. A lot of my social media, a lot of my design work, a lot of like repetitive tasks that just have to happen with every single business when it grows to the size that Entrepreneur on Fire has grown to. And then also I'm very happy to say about four or five months ago, my current girlfriend, Kate Erickson, left her job as a full-time account executive and joined Entrepreneur on Fire as the director of content creation. So now there's the three of us. She's working full-time with the company, directing all of the content creation and doing the blog posts that we have and helping run the, the mastermind community. And, and that's been incredible. And this team has allowed me to continue to focus, James, on what really is the bread and butter of Entrepreneur on Fire, which is the seven-day-a-week podcast format and keeping those podcasts high quality and packed full of actionable tips for every listener. Yeah. Well, first of all, John, props for having your girlfriend involved in the business and making that happen. That's a whole different point of conversation. (laughs) It wouldn't work for every relationship. And, you know, I I can't picture any of my past girlfriends being able to take (laughs) this role. But fortunately for me, Kate is the perfect person, both as a partner and just like mentally for this job. And it's been a great experience. It's been very great. Good. Well, that's good to hear. And of course, you wouldn't want several of your past girlfriends working for you all at the same time. That's a, <laughs> that would that's just not be worth considering. Terrifying. Oh man. <laughs> so let's move on, John. Let's talk about Entrepreneur on Fire and really Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast as a traffic source. We've alluded already to 
how you've built an audience and Entrepreneur on Fire itself becoming a source of traffic to your mastermind. But I want to just ask you, first of all, how are people finding Entrepreneur on Fire? You've got such impressive numbers, downloads through the roof. Where are you, where are you finding those people in the first place that, that then move into to listening to the show? So Entrepreneur on Fire truly is a great study piece for this because when I launched James, I had zero online presence, literally zero. I had never had a job prior that, that had me build any kind of an online audience or an online following. So I you know, had, didn't even have a Twitter account. I had you know, no Facebook business page. I had literally nothing on, as an online presence. But my business model for Entrepreneur on Fire from the beginning was to gain traction by leveraging the audiences of my guests. And so I would have these great guests on. They would share their life stories. They would share their failures, how they overcame those failures. They share an aha moment, how they turned that aha moment into success. And then we talk about what they're doing right now. And then we finish with a lightning round of five really cool and interesting questions. And so these interviews were fairly unique because most of the interview shows at the time we're just talking about what these people were doing right now. And for me as a listener, there always seemed to be this chasm that existed, this chasm of, well, okay, like I know they're, they're successful now, but how do I start and how do I get to where they got? And I want an entrepreneur on fire to kind of bridge that gap. So the point of me saying all that was that now these guests that I've had on realize that this interview that they just gave was very unique and showed a side of them that most of their other interviews hadn't showed. So when their interview went live, I reached out to them first, first and foremost every single morning and said, you know, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, your interview just went live on Entrepreneur on Fire this morning. You shared an amazing journey. I would be honored if you would share this journey with your audience. And 99 times out of 99, they would. They would share with their audience. And so every single day, a whole new set of eyes, a whole new audience would be exposed to Entrepreneur Fire for the very first time. And that was consistently happening, again, seven days a week. That's one reason why the seven-day-a-week business model worked incredibly well because instead of just this just happening one day a week, it was happening seven times a week. So mm -hmm. that snowball was able to start a lot faster and gain momentum. And because of that, then I started ranking incredibly well in iTunes. And iTunes is what Amazon is for authors, iTunes is for podcasters. It's where we generate 85% of our downloads. There's other places like Stitcher Radio that are amazing and they're coming into the marketplace and taking some great market share. But iTunes is the king of the jungle. And so when I started ranking high, in iTunes, and there's 45 million people that come to iTunes on a monthly basis to search for content, people started finding my content organically because there I was, you click on top business podcasts, and you look for the top ranked business podcast. And as we said right now, Entrepreneur on Fire is number one. So everybody that is checking out business podcasts, they're finding that organically. And even if they haven't heard of Entrepreneur on Fire before, they're giving it a try because of its ranking. That social proof is there. There's over 700 five-star reviews. You know, I have over 300 interviews. And so when people are seeing these things, they're continuing to add to that snowball effect. So now I have the combination, James, of both my first email that still goes out every single morning is to my guest who's interviewing live. And number two, 
people are organically finding Entrepreneur Fire due to its ranking and placement in iTunes. So those two things are continuously working towards it and allowed me to take down Dave Ramsey. <laughs> we took down Whoa. the old guard, my friends, me and you. Good lad, good lad. Well, we'll see if we can get an edit in there with some cheering in the background and some party poppers going <laughs> off to celebrate that fact. I never thought I know that Dave Ramsey would move. He's been stuck at number one for like four or five years, and it's just so beautiful to see him no longer there, even if it's oh. only for a week. Okay, we'll get that Dave Ramsey interview lined up for next on uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. Let's get his <laughs> <Yes>. feedback. <laughs> I would love it. Oh, awesome. So is that, John, is that literally all that you have in play now? You go after the big fish in your market um, with interesting stories and then get them to share it. Are you doing anything else? I mean, is there any, anything more? Are you doing you know, Facebook ads? Are you doing you know, Google traffic? Is there anything else? Or is this just really a complete organic content machine that you're creating? It's a complete organic content machine. I am truly active on all social media channels, very active on Facebook. We have over 3,000 fans, very active on on Twitter, we have over 15,000 followers. In, in LinkedIn and Pinterest, the same. However, I don't have any paid um, search or, or paid ads of any kind. It's, it is all organic. It's just all content that I've created. And it's been all very organic growth. When Kate came on, she started doing um, first seven days a week. And now it's, I think, either three or five days a week. She's producing a, a, a blog, an article on entrepreneurship, different areas. So that's creating more content on the site for entrepreneuronfire.com. We post show notes of every single interview that we have at entrepreneuronfire.com. So Entrepreneur on Fire itself, besides being an audio content producing machine, is also producing a ton of content in all the social media channels, as well as our website, entrepreneuronfire.com. So that combination has really just made it a very natural and organic content machine yeah and then it becomes self-perpetuating right i mean with that volume of content out there being organically shared one it's hugely robust and two you know you don't have to be reliant on any other traffic source really because it's all happening so naturally out there in the marketplace yes absolutely Good. Well, John, I guess we're probably getting some people excited about the opportunity of podcasts, and I'm certainly an advocate of it. I mean, I'm, I'm loving hosting this show, and it's really paying dividends for my own business. Ooh. There are going to be some people, I'm sure, though, that have got some, you know, sort of concerns, maybe sort of getting started. They're, they're worried about the frequency and the technicalities of it and all that type of stuff. What advice would you have to someone considering podcasting right now in order to get them started? Absolutely. And this is kind of another income stream I've been able to diversify with, you know, albeit not a massive one, but it's more of a brand builder that would be a great resource for any of your listeners. So back in February of 2013, you know, I kept getting those emails from people. John, how can I start my podcast? John, what's the first step? And, you know, obviously I can't sit down and respond to every single one individually with, you know, a two to 3,000 word uh, email response because there are a number of steps involved. So I did sit down over one weekend. I wrote an ebook. It's 38 pages. But then I also included 15 video tutorials with this ebook that takes you step by step through the podcasting process, which is really of incredible value. I published it on Amazon. It immediately shot up to, to number one um, in Amazon for the word podcast. So it's the number one ranked book for podcasting with over 135 
five star review. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's five bucks podcast launch and it does come with those 15 video tutorials it's in the audio form as well for audible if you're more of an audio guy like i am um but either one would be a great option good stuff well you've kind of blown my clothes out to this interview john because i was going to ask you what your (laughs) what your internet resource a little bit like an evernote is but i guess you might have you might have come out with that one anyway so is anything else other than that that you'd like to send our listener to as a result of listening to today's episode well i'll just send them to a great internet resource in general that i think is phenomenal and i think would be a great value to anybody listening and that's called Schedule Once. It's a tool that I live and die by. It's how I schedule all of my interviews. And anybody that is listening that has any issues whatsoever with scheduling or just doesn't like that back and forth emails like, how about next Tuesday, 9 a.m.? Oh, wait, 9 a.m. PST or, or GMT? And like all of that that would happen to me that would really plague my life for so long. <laughs> schedule Once truly did change the game on that. And James... You know, that's how you booked this interview. I'm sure you were pretty impressed with the system because it's flawless. And I just can't say enough about that company. I, I actually talked to the founder I was so impressed with. And he may be a future guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Um, but that's a great resource. And, you know, for your listeners, I mean, if they want to find out more about me, eofire.com is a really easy, quick way to get to my website, Entrepreneur on Fire, because entrepreneur is pretty tricky to spell, James. So I made it a little (laughs) easier by just shortening that up to eofire.com. There you go. eofire.com, scheduleonce.com. You'll find those in the show notes of uh, Traffic Jam episode number 17. John, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you for sharing so much on today's episodes. And uh, hopefully we can do it all sometime again soon. I look forward to it, James. Thank you. This week's news in traffic. Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg has revealed that of all users who bought a product they saw advertised on Facebook, 99% of them didn't click on the ad. Now, perhaps this revealing revelation is proof that optimizing for the click only in your Facebook advertising may be the wrong strategy for you. LinkedIn continues to spruce up its platform and has now redesigned the look and feel of LinkedIn groups. Now, according to LinkedIn, the new streamlined look will give group managers and group members the ability to customize and visually differentiate their group space. Now, for a full lowdown of how to use LinkedIn groups to generate targeted traffic and leads, check out Traffic Jam episode number six with Los Silver. Yahoo continues to make over its websites, including Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Weather and others. The makeover, though, is not just including changes to its look and feel, but it also includes changes to Yahoo advertising with support now for stream and billboard ads and yet more to come. I'd like to say a big thank you to Ryan Spanger for his five-star iTunes review. And Ryan from Australia said, this is a brilliant podcast. 
the research that James obviously puts in, the insightful questions that he asks, and the caliber of the guests put this head and shoulders above most other podcasts. If you're interested in marketing and driving more traffic to your website, this is unmissable. Well, thank you, Ryan, for your great feedback and your fantastic review there on iTunes. Ryan himself is a video expert and he himself has a great podcast called The Web Video Marketing Show. So if you're looking to take your video marketing up a notch or two, I'd strongly recommend you go check out his podcast. It's available on iTunes and it is, as I say, called The Web Video Marketing Show. I would love also to get your comments, review and feedback. And you can do that in a variety of different places here at Traffic Jam. You've of course got the option over at the site itself, trafficjamcast.com, where you can leave a comment on the individual episode page, as well as a voicemail message using the speak pipe functionality, which you'll find at the base of the site. And you can, of course, like Ryan did, leave a review on iTunes. Head on into your iTunes player, search for Traffic Jam, and there'll be an option to leave a review and a rating for Traffic Jam. Now, the reviews, comments and feedback I get this week will be read out on next week's show. So if you'd like to get yourself a little bit of airtime, perhaps leave your name and website URL along with your comment and I'll read it out for you on next week's show. And Let's hope we can get you a little bit of exposure to the Traffic Jam audience. The one minute traffic tip. Okay, so this week I just want to tell you about a new addition we've made to our website. It's called the Discuss D-I-S-Q-U-S commenting system. Now, Discuss is great because it's getting really widely used. Over 200 million websites currently using it. The comments themselves get picked up really easily by search engines, so it's great for SEO. And from a user standpoint, it's really easy to use as well. Unlike WordPress comments, you don't actually have to be logged in to place a comment or moderate a comment. But from a traffic standpoint, which is of course what we're discussing here, I love Discuss because it shows other related posts after the comments section, which helps to pull visitors away from the piece of content they're reading to other posts on your website. Plus, it also follows up people once they've placed a comment when someone else adds a comment to that post, which of course helps to bring people back to the site itself. So it's fantastic in terms of ease of use and it's great for traffic. So I wholeheartedly recommend you check it out for yourself. You can get it for free over at discussdisqus.com. Right, that almost rounds out episode number 17 of Traffic Jam. I'll be back again, of course, next week with another episode. And this time it's going to be devoted to content marketing and social media. So tune in again next week for that. In this coming week, if you'd like to get more traffic training and tips, you could head on over to veravo.com where I publish regular two to five minute videos with training on all aspects of traffic, but particularly search engine optimization and Google AdWords pay-per-click. Now this week, there's training on how to do keyword research for SEO. There's some fast acting AdWords tips that take two minutes or less to implement. And I've got a revealing look at an interview where Google's 
Sean's Mac Cuts discloses what still is the search engine's number one ranking factor. So if you want to find out what that is, head on over to bravo.com. And whilst you're there, you'll also find a new addition. We've just introduced something we're calling Traffic Tunes, which is a good, funny, comical look at web traffic, SEO and social media in cartoon form. So go take a look at that and let me know your feedback. That'd be fantastic. Of course, we're going to have our regular play out to an episode. It's called the Traffic Jam Jam. This week's track, of course, is chosen by my guest today, John Dumas, and it is from the artist whom I photographed a wedding with. Okay, so drum roll. Who is it? Um, it is Brian Adams. Okay, Brian Adams is the artist and the track that John has picked today is Summer of 69. So enjoy the, the play out to the episode and I'll catch you back here again next week. String, at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. Was a summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried
You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com. Traffic